Why, 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 why? This intro is super long. Yeah, does it annoy you? Does it annoy you, Max? Yeah, it kind of does. I think it could be shorter. It really could be. Can you tell that Marvel is masturbating in the cinema? They're doing it in front of you, and you have to watch the whole fucking thing before the movie starts. The movie starts. Welcome to Blockbusted, the movie review podcast where we do the audio version of reflecting a light in your eyes to be annoying. I'm Mitch. I'm Max. And today we are looking at The Light Sleeper and Marvel's The Marvels. think we played it off like pros <laughs> yep 100 uh, nailed it oh my god oh my my glasses are fogged up from crying. oh don't be sad uh, no no crying from laughter hello everyone today's a funky funny episode because we're in a funky funny mood and also i managed to semi mark up the intro and you know what good uh, we need to prove to you that we are human, that we make mistakes. Um, we've never done that before on this podcast. Max, can made you think a of a mistake we made? Yeah, I never. Think, I don't think we've ever made a mistake. I can't think of a single mistake like the time we kept saying Michael Afton instead of William Afton. And yeah. I didn't notice how often we did that in the audio. Yep. So mm-hmm. when I did a joke that I was saying Michael instead of William, I only did it twice, but it turned out both of us said it at least eight to ten times. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. That's not a mistake yep. we've made. Not once. No, no. Yeah. We would never confuse uh, names of characters in ever things. As we also know, I don't ever muck up the names of actors. Yeah, that does not happen. Wrong. I ever. don't accidentally mislead you about how uh, names are pronounced. So it's Shay- Shailene, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, but today's theme, the reason why I'm actually, sorry, happy to be, you know, willing to let things roll is because I'm light today. I'm light and happy because that's what today's theme is. Today's theme is light. And that's why we're looking at a really dark movie to start. Well, it has it's light tunnel. in the title. <laughs> it does have light in the title. Which was but- the extent of our selection process <laughs> when picking this film. Well, look, okay, so we went, okay, what movies have light, are themed around light? Because we yep. went, okay, so in all the trailers for the Marvels, because you're like, we're going to do the Marvels, because it's yeah. the new Marvel, it's the last one before the end of the year, it was the last one that was in production before the big Hollywood strike, so. Which is now we're probably It's probably going to be the big, the, like, last one we get for a pretty long time. Yeah. I think Deadpool 3 was meant to be the next one. That's been pushed back to 2025, maybe, or at least back end of 2024 it, or something along those lines. Uh, the last I heard it was back end of 2024. So this is likely to be the last big uh, Marvel blockbuster that we get for a while. So you're like, yep. okay, we have, to, we have to do this. And all the promotional materials, it's all that they have light-based powers, right? Yes. And so we went, what's movies about light? And we came up blank, so we Googled it. 
uh, and then we couldn't find anything. And then we went, what's movies with light in the title? Yeah. And then we found the movie that we're going to talk about today. Mitch, do you want to, do you want to, do you want to talk about the movies we're doing this week? I would love to talk about the movies that we're looking at this week. Uh, so spoiler alert for light sleeper. No, sorry. The light sleeper, as I've called it now. And Marvel's the Marvel's. Hey! All right. Directed by Paul. Oh, fuck. Well, light sleeper. <laughs> light sleeper. Directed by Paul Schrader and released in 1992. I spoke released really weirdly. Uh, it stars Willem Dafoe. That name's correct. Susan Sarandon, Donna Delaney, Victor Garber, and Mary Beth Hurt. Oh, it's like 100% right there. Look at me go. Max, what's Light Sleeper about? I'm getting myself confused. Light Sleeper is a sort of neo-noir murder mystery crime thriller thing. Mm about a drug dealer played by Willem Dafoe who is having a bit of a midlife crisis. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, so <clears throat> one of the really cool things in this movie is that the Labor Day garbage strike is occurring in New York at the time <clears throat> during the film. And my dad and I watched it together because it's a great film to watch with uh your parents it's not uncomfortable no it's not at all weird or dark or depressing no i mean look to be fair there's actually worse films you could watch than this but it's 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 not one you should i mean look my dad and i would watch anything together though and i watch anything with my mom either so if you have that type of relationship go for it but if you're kind of like oh should i watch this with my parents don't don't do it yeah so the my dad and i were watching together and he looked up like kind of about some stuff about it. And he found out that the Labor Day strike actually was occurring when they rocked up the shoot and that was not a plan at all. So they had to write in the Labor Day <laughs> um, garbage garbage strike to into the story. And you want to know something? I think they did an excellent job because it felt like that Labor Day strike thing was there from the beginning. I, I, it felt, I, didn't, I didn't notice it. I didn't feel tacked on. It felt like it was actually an integral part of the themes of this story, mm. basically, because the garbage is piling up and you can see it rising slowly through the duration of the film. And Willem Dafoe is getting more and more uh, sweaty and he's getting more and more stinky and, and the garbage is getting more sweaty and stinky and the, 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 the stress is rising just like the garbage and it like feeds into each other. And all that to say that I think this is a pretty good movie. This is pretty good. Max, what did you think about this movie? I I also thought this was pretty good. I feel like this is a movie, and like it is a neo-noir. It, it really heavily draws on noir stylings in terms of its editing and its cinematography and lighting, but particularly its music and the way that it approaches character dialogue and monologue feel very much like a homage to classic black and white noir. And I think for me at least, like I really feel like this is the kind of movie that you want to have the right environment to be able to see it. I feel like I, I don't I don't know what your thoughts on this are, but have you ever like watched a movie and it's like the windows open or like the like sun's like slightly too bright and it makes the movie kind of feel worse? 
Do you mean in your house? <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, like, okay. point, not like the window is open in the movie and the movie is well, worse because the window is open. That's why I was confused because I thought that's what you meant and no, I, I mean, didn't like, understand. You're sitting in your house, like on your couch or whatever, watching the movie and the window is open, the sun's like in because, you know, it's a nice day or whatever. Yeah, or it's a lovely you, day. you don't have curtains that close all the windows in your house like me. Mm. And you go like, yeah, I'm going to watch this movie. Um, mm. And it's a pretty like, both like visually dark, but like thematically dark movie. And you kind of go like, hmm, I think this would be better if I actually was in a environment that was close to like a cinema environment to watch this because yeah. I feel like it would really enhance what's going on instead of, you know, me feeling like I'm sitting on my couch. No, I definitely get it. Uh, that's what happened when I watched a gravity. Cause I know you, you have the worst someone, how someone watched gravity story that I've heard, but I have, and not one that rivals that, but kind of just comes underneath and like, yeah, this wasn't brilliant in that I just had a streak of uh, sunlight that went across the screen through my blinds that I couldn't fix, mm. which really kind of ruined the movie. But no, I mean, look, I got to watch this movie uh, at night uh, at my parents' house where they have a nice big 4K TV Whoa, and they have fancy. a nice 5.1 surround sound. And this movie isn't done surround sound, so it's just really good sound in what they had. But it was just good. And uh, my dad and I got to sit there without, with the cats. My mom wasn't home. Uh, this was not a movie you should probably enjoy. Mom, don't watch this, watch, uh, don't watch this movie. I know you're listening. But yeah, it, it's, I get what you're saying in that like, this is a movie that can definitely be hampered by excess light outside. I mean, it's also a really dark film. So if you have too much mm -hmm. contrast from the outside light, you're going to like not be able to see very well and i assume is that something you found with this movie yeah it, it's heavily inspired by noir genre films mm. and as a result we get these really quite dimly lit set pieces and it's as shadow, a result, if it's shadow heavy yeah and if you're watching that in an environment where you don't get a lot of contrast or if you're watching that on a screen that doesn't have a lot of contrast it does really like affect your ability to be able to enjoy a movie like this. It's like when you tried to play your uh, first model version of a DS on the car ride, but it was really bright. And so you had to like keep angling the DS and you're playing Mario 64 and Mario kept jumping off the wrong way. Cause I couldn't see properly. And I was crying as a five-year-old because I couldn't play the game properly. And, and my parents didn't understand how frustrating it was. Ah, uh, is that something that's universal for everyone? I didn't have a DS when I was five. Oh, I think it didn't come out till I was six as well. So I think I just made a boo boo. Um, part of that was fabricated. Part of that was real. <laughs> you can pick which parts were real and fake. This movie, though, yeah. Look, I can see that it can be affected by uh, a, a poor viewing experience. But then again, most films can be affected in such a manner. But I think. I believe that even if I didn't get to see it in the perfect manner that I got to see it in, I think this movie would still hold up because the acting in this movie and the cinematography, even in the times when you can't see everything properly, it still looks good. And there's also a bunch of light shots that, mm. like, sorry, when I say light shots, I mean shots done in a brighter setting that also look really good. Mm. And the plot is, it's not plot heavy, which mm. means I should hate it, but I don't. It's because it's, it's got enough of, it's got enough character character um what's the word i'm you, looking you got, for you got this i believe in you 
character character work. It's got enough character work in there to be kind of like a character study, but it's also got enough of the noir stuff, which is the genre stuff that I enjoy, to kind of dilute the insane amount of character study that they're doing. Because this, as you said, this is about a guy going through a midlife crisis and he just so happens to be a drug dealer. Mm. And kind of what happens when you come disillusioned with your work, but your work is that of crime. Mm. That's that's a sentence. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and I think Willem Dafoe, brilliant actor, probably one of the best actors we have of this generation, maybe even other generations too. I don't, I don't think that's a hyperbole. I, I think he's probably one of the best we've ever had and ever will have. He's just incredible. Many people will point to him and say, hey, look, it's the Green Goblin, but I'm based. And I say, hey, look, it's the guy who played the other Lightkeeper. Robert Patterson played one and then he played the other at, in the lighthouse. In the lighthouse, yeah. By the guy who did the Vivich and Narsman. Max, you're making it really awkward if you don't laugh. I can see you trying not to. I'm not trying not to. There it is. But yeah, it's really good. Um, I think there's, um, I was talking about the cinematography. There's a shot really early on, actually, when he first runs into his ex-wife for like the first time in ages. Uh, no, sorry, it's the second time he runs into her because he runs into her the first time on the, he gets, gives her a ride. I don't know if you remember this, but he gives her a ride. Uh, and then in, he in the, in, the, in the taxi. Uh, I think it's like a private car, isn't it? No, it's a taxi. I thought it was a private car, but uh, maybe it was a private car. I, I think so. He got right, the impression it was a taxi. He does taxis and private cars. He does both. So I thought it was because I think the guy knew him who he was like talking to. Mm. It doesn't matter. He was in a car and he asked the person to pull over to give some woman that at a point in time we don't know who she is, and it turns out to be his ex-wife. Well, sort of meets, ex-wife. pun. Sort of, sort of ex-wife. Oh, well, they weren't really married, were they? <laughs> they no. were, like, married in some weird sense. Ma- married through spirituality. They're drug, addict, drug addicts, what can you yeah. ask of them? Uh, and then there's the scene, the next time they meet at the hospital, and then there's that scene where uh, they sit down in the cafeteria, and there's the pillar, and it shoots to the opposite side, because mm-hmm. obviously it starts off with the pillar not being in the way, but then it's, it, they shoot a shot on the other side, and the pillar is in the way, and it's like this representation of them trying to talk to each other, but they're both talking to a brick wall, and neither of them's listening. And and also, there was the really cool part where immediately uh, the the wife character, whose name I've forgotten, give me a second, Marianne. Uh, Marianne, thank you very much. Marianne basically just says, "You remember everything really weirdly because that is not at all what happened," and you just mm. immediately know that Willem Dafoe is an unreliable narrator from that mm. point in time. And it's just, it's, it's really weird because it's this guy who's just trying to come to terms with who he is, unable to remember properly what he does and how he acts and all that. And then you, and you get, you see this literally because he keeps writing diaries and then throwing them out. So he refuses to maintain any memories, basically. And he just keeps like wiping himself. And so he can mm. never learn. And it's like basically a tragedy mm. and it's really good. <laughs> um, I have a question for you, Mitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But do I you do know drugs? why this movie is called Light Sleeper? Oh. Is it because he can't sleep properly? So, in the Wikipedia synopsis... <laughs> I take that as a new. In the yeah. Wikipedia synopsis, the one of the first lines is, 
oh, I'm a light sleeper or something. I sleep no, lightly. Will, Willem Dafoe. No, it's not on the line of the movie. One of the first lines of the Wikipedia article, like plot synopsis, right. says that Willem Dafoe's character is an insomniac. Is he? Did that come across to you? I got the feeling that he didn't sleep simply because... Uh, oh, you know what? If I was a smarter man, it would have come across, but I'm not a smarter man. I'm me. So it didn't. But I can see that because it's like not really a bed, as far as I recall, when we see his apartment. It's like a mattress a bed? on the floor. There's a mattress on yeah. the floor. But then, I guess because the problem there is that I kind of like was just like, oh, he, he lives really Spartan-like. He doesn't yeah. live a, a life of luxury. I, mean, I, th- I think, it, yeah, it was something where it's like, I didn't really think about it that way. And then I read it and I'm like, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, like you don't see him. There's there's a couple of, there's like one scene where you see him asleep and it's after um, the the one like very uh, conservatively shot sex scene um, <laughs> that he is actually seen asleep. And if, if you look back on the, on, on the film, there are many, many times where he, you see him actually trying to sleep and not sleeping there's a montage in one point where you see him like like changing the position so he's like sleeping better and there's one bit where he's like like hugging the stereo when he's listening to um marianne's voice which like at the time remember that like oh he's just like weird and creepy um but then it was like oh okay yeah he can't sleep so he's like being weird and creepy no sleep will do that to a to a motherfucker. Mm. And then there's just a lot of time where he's out doing stuff. He's he doesn't sleep, so he'll go out and like interact with people. You see him um interact with the uh oh my gosh the um woman who's the like the telepath empath. Oh, yeah, yeah, and. It's implied to be very, very early in the morning. Well, because she's she's like, you're awake. Just do my reading, and she's like, yeah, she and opens she's the like, door, and she's I'm in a dress going part, back to bed. Yeah, dressing gown, um, and, she, yeah. and she does his reading, and she's like, you have your bad vibes aren't that bad. Leave me alone, please. Yeah, yeah. Do you think his luck is up? Do I think his luck is up? Well, it wasn't up, really. No, he got pretty lucky. I'd say he got pretty lucky. Yeah. He I mean, all things to... considered. Well, he got I shot think, twice. I think five, five to seven years after three homicides. That's pretty good. That was self-defense. I think the third one was arguable. I'll take that. The first two were definitely self-defense, but the third one is arguable. I'll give you that. But, like, regardless, it's like five to seven years for... After killing three people. Killing three people. Yeah. That's, that's, that's good luck, I reckon. Especially when you're a known drug dealer as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess for me, like, I did enjoy this film, and I think I would probably enjoy it more on a rewatch, having a better idea of what's going on and being able to look more closely at details in scenes. But I think for me personally, and again, I don't know if this is a me thing or an environment thing or Mm. just something else completely, but. I very much felt like it was quite hard to take in a lot of the dialogue. It like felt very, um, I want to say mushy, but that doesn't, that's not like a real thing. It's not Um, like overtly clear what's being said all the time. Yeah. And as someone who doesn't necessarily process sounds good all of the time, 
it's some it can get pretty confusing when people aren't speaking clearly and SBS on demand doesn't have subtitle options. Oh, did you watch on SBS too? Yeah. Well, that's did you enjoy the ad breaks? We got a lot of ads for like the man shake. We just got ads for uh, just other ep- other shows on SBS. We, we, got a, we got a few of those. Yeah. But we got a lot of ads for like this one car dealership somewhere I don't know. Mm. And like the man shake and the lady shake. What's a man and lady shake? I don't, I think it's like some weight loss thing. Oh, like shake weighty? Sure. I don't know what that is. No, oh, it's joking. Deadpool th- 2. Uh, oh. Or 1. No, it doesn't matter which one it is. They're the same movie. Um, but yeah, it it's it's definitely got the kind of like, um, it's like kind of got that dreamlikeness to it and that certain mm. things kind of happen a little bit and you're all, I uh, you don't fully get what's going on, mm. but like I get it. Like the whole time when he buys a gun, a lot mm. of that just kind of went over my head. Like, oh, he's buying a gun. That's yeah. what that's what being said. There's not, I'm getting no other like, direct interaction from this or no direct mm. information from this. I just understand a gun's being bought and, and then he buys a gun and he leaves. <laughs> I, I think like part of that is to the movie's credit. Like, Oh, definitely meant to be this sort of like both drug hazy sort of thing. Like he, like the character is clean, but obviously operating in this world of drug dealing and drug addiction. And he um, himself he, is also unable he, to sleep, which like makes it hard to concentrate yeah, and all that. that. Exactly. Yeah. And like as a result, that sort of like yeah, like that slightly like dreamlike quality, as you put it, uh, ma- makes a lot of sense in a film like this. Yeah. Um, but again, for me personally, when you when you combine like some of the environmental factors together, and I will admit, that's probably my fault. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> but it it can like parts of it are easy enough to get lost in that yeah that haze. Yeah. I'm going to ask you a bit of a funny question now. A bit of a funny question. It's not okay. bad, I promise. Okay. Susan Sarandon, uh, she's appeared on this ep- this podcast before. Do you remember? Um, I remember we talked about it, but I can't remember what she was in. She was in Blue Beetle. What? Oh, she was too. Yeah. Which was the better performance? This one. <laughs> yeah, obviously. It was just, that was a bit of a funny jest. That was just a uh. joke between me and you. No, Susan Sarandon, we actually haven't talked about her character at all. Um, no, which is which, a really interesting character. Um, so so um, Willem Dafoe's character, who um, is John Latour. Latour, yeah, works for a woman named... Anne. Anne. Which is which Susan Sarandon. Which confusing at all with no. the other characters also called Anne. So another character I mean, I'm sure there's Mary like... Mary Anne. Mary Anne. I'm sure there's like some something in that about... Like the two women in his life are basically the same name. The same name, and yeah, and then like he ends up with one sort of at the end anyway. They're like gonna smash mate when he gets out in the future. Couldn't he just have a conjugal visit? They don't have to wait that long. I don't know. I don't know the technicalities of um conjugal visits exist. I I look. I don't know. I've not been to prison. I've seen uh that one show, Arrested Development. But, but uh, saying, yeah, yeah. So he works for this woman named Anne, who he sort of started up doing like drug dealing with, and yeah. she's decided that she's going to move into cosmetics, and that sort of very left straight, him. as it were. Yeah, and that's a lot of this is a lot of his um like 
journey for self-development in this film, as I'll call it, um, is spurred by the fact that he is losing the connections that he's had for his whole life. Yeah. And they're going to do something that he has absolutely no interest in, which is cosmetics. Turns out the husband also had no interest in it as well, Robert. Um, Because he immediately goes back to drugs. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's the whole story is sort of spurred on by Latour's sort of interaction with this woman who, like, is his boss, sort of, but also, like, wants to remove herself from part that, that part of the world, that part of her world completely to be able to focus on something straight as it were and then him coming and reconnecting with his not ex-wife as well and him sort of like coming trying to come to terms with that and the i think the effects of grief as well and how that like weighs on people and weighs on people with like addiction and how that sort of like impacts your life Oh, I definitely, it's, it's this interesting breakdown as mentioned before, just about kind of how, you know, it, it, uh, how, how someone tries to reevaluate their life at this middle moment that they fight, like, you know, everyone has heard about what's it called midlife crisis. It's like, a, it's a cliche at this point. Thank you. I saw you leaning forward to give it to me. Thank you very much. And so, and so, yeah, uh, what was I saying? Yes. Yeah, so everyone, everyone's heard about it. It's cliche at this point in time, you know, you go out and you buy a car and all that. And, and it's like that's what you do when you have these uh, white collar jobs, or maybe even blue collar jobs, because at some point you might be able to afford it. But with Willem Dafoe in this movie, he doesn't have, he doesn't do that because he's not, you know, normal in quotation mark, normal job. He's a criminal, and so what does a criminal do once they find themselves unable to continuously? Well, sorry, when they're unable to really kind of like appreciate and accept who they are because they're going through this change that is not even one that they had, they were able to spur on themselves. They had to have this forced upon them. And then and then also his wife is a junkie and dies, which is really cool. And also there's another guy going around killing women in the drug business. It's And it's obviously the German guy. I, I, did, I don't think anyone thought otherwise. Did, you saw that coming, didn't you? Yeah. I mean, he's <laughs> like, oh, like, oh, oh no, the the women who the the German guy with keep ODing and dying, who could it be? What, what could tweet. be happening? Oh my God. But I mean, like, it it makes sense and it, and it does um sort of push the plot along. It, it, it doesn't feel like that. That doesn't feel like the twist. In this movie, I don't think. I think that's no. more just like a constant sort of building pressure, and um, the twist is more what happens to the characters that you already know. And yeah. um, I think, like, thinking on this as a noir genre film, I think it really does do a lot of what makes noir an effective and dramatic genre, which is um, building up a core cast of characters early on showing how they interact and then showing what happens when what happen like what happens when they interact the falling out of that sort of the unraveling of of not necessarily a mystery but of of the psyches of people and i think this movie does that quite well and it does that in a way where it it feels almost almost um like you can say segmented in which you can go in this act you you're introduced to the characters in this act their characters uh, in, like the core characters are introduced, and then in the third act we get the interaction between the outer layers of characters, and I, I think it's a very 
like it's easily analyzable, but I think that's because it is being really clear about what it wants to do and it is doing that effectively. Yeah, it's not it's not trying to hide its its themes and ideas behind subtlety. It's not a uh a Birdman or any other type of film that really wants you to kind of dig at it and claw at its um, surface. It's just like, this is what I'm telling you about Paul Schrader, who is a director I've heard the name of before. And generally I would like to watch a couple more movies of a director. If it's like this type of thing where it's definitely someone who's popular in some form or is, is at least, you know, some sort of auteur. Cause I've heard that name before and I know he's made other movies. I swear. I just unfortunately didn't get a chance to watch more. Why are you laughing? Oh, uh, this is normally where you go like, and yeah, he did this movie and this movie. Yeah, I don't remember. Movie. That's the problem. I don't know. I usually know more about the directors because um, I either, oh shit, what this dropped. We're fine. Uh, usually I know I've done my research. And I know a bit more, but just unfortunately this week I, I lost the chance to, and I would have loved to. I like to watch a little bit more movies of autos like this to get a sense of who they are as a, as an artist and yeah. and their team as well, because usually people like this will work with a similar team. Um, yeah, guys, um, yeah. Paul Schrader, um, I think, is most notably most notable for the uh, writing work that he's done. So, Taxi Driver, Raging Bull. Oh, yeah. There you go. Okay, um, that's why his name is familiar. Last Temptation he, of Christ. Yeah. yeah, and he's done more directorial work in the second half of the, his career as well. Yeah. I'm just taking a look. So I think, did he do the card counter? Yeah, he did. That's a movie I've wanted to watch for a while. And then there's a few others in here that I wanted to watch. And then also I've seen, so I have seen some of those ones he's written. So there's a, there's a classic, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, idiot. Oh, come on, got this. Um, Scorsese. There's a classic Scorsese you're talking about there. Mm. Like the taxi driver and um, Raging Bull. Like those are, you know, someone Scorsese's most famous uh and so I've seen those so yeah he does do these because those are both actually quite noir heavy Mm. films as well whether I'd call them properly noir is a different idea I don't know if I'd call Raging Bull noir but Taxi Driver definitely has that sense but yeah no I just think he's um it was good I think it was a good movie I think he did a really good job of rewriting the film around the Labor Day garbage strikes that's what that's probably my biggest compliment and it's not in mm. the sense that the rest of the movie doesn't live up to this it's just that I think the way that they managed to make the gut because it I I've seen this movie once so obviously I'm not overly familiar, overly familiar with it but I couldn't imagine this movie without it those mm. that strike like i it honestly feels like something that's so integral to how the movie develops and how the characters are developing ow i just had a notification go off in my ow <laughs> sorry notification went off and my audio is a bit messy today and it just hurt so sorry um what was i saying <laughs> light and breezy light and breezy a uh, good movie, great movie. Garbage strikes bad. Well, no, strike if you need to, but good that they put it in. Uh, go strikes. I'm up strikes. Go unions. <laughs> Fuck you me. Want to give this a score? Yeah, I got a score for it. Um, I'm giving it. Now this is where I'm going to screw up my names. Uh, Ramaltian, uh, Savarexent, Tamazipam, and Trizalam. Triazalam. Tri- tri- <laughs> Those are four drugs that put you to sleep. 
I said them wrong. It's four out of five. <laughs> I gave it three times. Willem Dafoe wrote in this book that I thought were going to be song lyrics, um, but were just depressing monologuing prose out of Cut five. Cut my life into pieces. <laughs> that said, I think given a better environment and given another watch, I, I think that this easily could be pushed up. I think that part of my score is just a factor of the environment that I watched that in. Yeah, I really do think, I mean, obviously don't give it another go because we're not going to talk about it ever again. So like, whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, when we do our Willem Dafoe with retrospective. We'll skip it by accident. It won't even be deliberate. I'll just miss it on the list because it'll be, it'll be me. I'll do it. Max, will, Max is too methodical to miss it. I think you'll really like it if you give it another go in, a, in, a, in, a, in, in an environment that is worth worthwhile. Oh, Jesus. What is with me today? I'm so sorry. Let's just move. Let's move on. <laughs> Guys, this is the light show, and the light show's name is Maximich's Mini Media. Once again, I can't remember who goes first, therefore, Max gets to go first. Max, no, I think you should media. go first this week. I really think you should go first this week. Oh, is this because this week, this week's the thing? I think I think you should just go first this week. All right, this week I watched all four Mad Max movies. Oh my god! And you know what? Freaking spectacular! Oh, what a day! What a lovely day! Freaking spectacular! What a time! So the first movie, insane film, because it is nothing like the rest of them. Oh, I look like I've killed Max. I feel like I've killed you. <laughs> You're a big fan of Mad Max, aren't you, Max? You love Mad Max. Again, I think it's one of those movies where I watched it in a not a great environment. Your letterboxed rating of Fury Road, which is the only one you have seen, is currently at a two. I think I'd probably enjoy it more if I rewatched it in a better environment. This is gonna be, I think this is gonna be a running theme. I recall you making a claim that the movie was bad because it had a poor plot. It doesn't have a lot of plot. That's Again, not the point of the movie. This, I watched not this, the like, point of the movie. Maybe seven years ago, eight when it years came out. ago. When it came well, like slightly after it came out. Maybe I, a I year feel, after. I feel like I might appreciate it more now. You should really give it another go because I think you will like it a lot more now. Because you were so against action films back then. Yeah. But this movie transcends the idea of like what an action film like brings to the table and filmmaking and all that. Like it's really good. But I'm gonna go through yeah, each I, and I did every a film I did a film degree in between when yeah, I watched and you, you you learn to appreciate film. And anyone who doesn't do a film degree doesn't appreciate film, which is why I won't, because I'm doing a writing degree. Um so Mad Max, the first one, it's just called Mad Max by they're all by George Miller. I don't have to say that each time. It's crazy because that movie is just kind of a bunch of dudes clearly went out to Broken Hill, which is a tiny little town in country victoria oh it's victoria yeah uh and they crashed a bunch of cars and they could only do it once per crash because they didn't have the budget to reshoot it if they screwed it up so the stress on each cra- knowing that and watching each crash is so stressful because you're like because you know it worked because the movie's good and, and and it made you know more movies but you're like you can feel yourself in george miller's shoes and being like this better freaking work oh my god and then you watch the part where the stunt double went underneath a truck and i think permanently had his legs fucked up forever uh what a film though just glorious uh mel gibson 
Look, I mean, we're not really secretive about us being Jewish on this podcast, and Mel Gibson hates us. But damn, is he charismatic. I, I got to give it to him. Damn, is he charismatic. He has it. Too bad he's crazy. It sucks, but like, I like, he, he's got it. And then he's, he's got it in the other, next two films as well, because he's max for three out of these four films. So yeah, great. Uh, then there's Road Warrior, which in the States was released just as Road Warrior as well. In Australia, it was called Mad Max 2 Road Warrior. It's crazy that they did that. They, they, they for some reason, erased the idea that there was a prequel to this. Well, like this is a sequel. Anyway, uh, Road Warrior is proto-Fury Road. It's basically where George Miller made Fury Road once, uh, did a great job with the time and budget, that, 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 with the technology and budget that he had back then, made a great film, excellent film, uh, but then would proceed to return maybe 30 years later, 20 to 30 years later, and make it 10 times better, just because he had the budget and the technology too. Uh, Beyond Thunderdome is insane because it's stupid and dumb, and I don't like that one. I liked it a little bit more than the first time I watched it, but <laughs> it's dumb. It's got it's got Tina Fey in it. No, Tina Turner. Sorry, not Tina Fey. Like Tina, Tina Turner. Surely not. No, no, Tina Turner. I fucked up. It, it's Tina, Tina Turner. Turner makes sense. Australian celebrity. Is she Australian? Makes sense. Really? Yeah. I don't know. She's a singer, though. She's not an actress. She is not. Is she not? She's not. I didn't think so. No. No, okay. Never mind. She died in Switzerland. Tina Turner's dead? Yeah, she died this year. Oh, okay. That makes me feel a bit better for not knowing. Rest in peace, Tina Tina Turner. Rest in peace, Tina Turner. Never mind. She's not Australian. Mel Gibson is Australian. Is Australian. But we wish he wasn't. Just like Russell Crowe. I mean, even though he's New Zealand, though. Uh, They've attributed him to us. But Beyond Thunderdome is yeah it's just weird it starts and ends with a tina turner song and just that just doesn't, doesn't suit the vibe um mad max spends mr mr max spends uh a good portion of the film with the kids who never grow up from never everland or whatever it's called and peter pan it's just weird neverland uh, it's not called never everland no it's just neverland uh no that's annoying I, I did a boo-boo. Um, but yeah, he spends a, a, a too long doing that. There's some cool world building in it, just kind of like how, what, but, but it's just, there's not enough to warrant it. And then the, the car chase at the end is not worth it either. I don't know what George Miller was on when he made this one, but it wasn't the same drugs he was on when he made the first two. He, he mellowed out or something. He, he made like a, like a family friendly Mad Max and Mad Max. The concept is not family friendly. There's, goriness and people being insane and you can't do insanity correctly if you be family friendly because that just takes out the insanity and then we have mad max fury road which is the best one out of all of them just because george miller got to take his 70 year old ass out into the desert of australia and then they were like not australia rained gonna have to go to was I think Nambia or something instead? So he took himself out to Nambia and he made a doozy of a film. Oh my god, I love that movie. It's the first, it's the second MA film I watched in cinema. The first MA film I watched in cinema was Kingsman The Secret Service. Two rockers to like start watching MA films in, I think. Like that's that's what really gets the heart pumping. You, you oh, just two very good action movies very different types of movies though 
But Mad Max Fury Road, oh my goodness, the, the action, the cinematography, the the acting, because there's not a lot of voice lines from uh, uh, Mr. Hardy, Tom Hardy, who played, who's replaced Mel Gibson as Max, but he's real good at it. He's so good. Um, he's a different character, basically, but I don't care because I feel like this Mad Max is now my Mad Max. He's my Mad Max. It's like, you know, Doctor Who, when people are like, David Tennant's the one I know, and therefore the Doctor should act like him. And then he just doesn't anymore because they don't understand the fact that the character changes from casting to casting. Uh, that's me. Um, um, Mad Max should forever just be like Tom Hardy, how Tom Hardy played him. If They shouldn't recast him either. Just get Tom Hardy in there again continuously. But yeah, great time. Was awesome watching them all. Uh, I recommend watching all of them back to back, including Thunder, Beyond Thunderdome, even though Beyond the Thunderdome is like eight. It's just interesting. But yeah. I'm done. Oh, five out of five experience. But I thought I was your Mad Max. How I wanted to, I wanted to, to say that. that. I wanted to say that. How long have you been holding on to that? I'm just going to cut it in somewhere. I have to, st- I have to spend the rest of the podcast like this. I got some, my housemate just put, um, like, uh, like, like there's emotion octopuses. Wash the- ah! <laughs> they died. Well, I got rest in peace octopus. Rest in peace octopode. You guys move the table. We did. Oh. <clears throat> it's something I'm going to talk to you about later. Um, oh, sorry. Cool. Well, I want to talk to you about what I've been waiting to talk about for several weeks now. Huzzah! It's the thing we we teased. It's the thing we teased two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, it's the new Magic Gathering set. Fuck! I'm sorry. I was trying to do a bit. I was like, "This is the thing we were teasing. This is the episode we were teasing, and the thing we were teasing." (laughs) Yep, that's your thing. Um. (laughs) So. For all of those people who care, which is mostly just me. Um, I care about your feelings on this subject. I, I appreciate your care of my feelings. I got to play at the pre-release for uh, the new Magic the Gathering set, Lost Caverns of Ixalan. Ixua? Ix- Ixalan. What is Ixalan? Ixalan? So Ixalan is a plane or a world in magic the gathering Mm -hmm. um which is sort of mesoamerican latin american themed um but most importantly it has a bunch of different like factions and just got a note saying dork uh, for my housemate (laughs) that's kind of cruel there's a bunch of different factions so there's the sun kingdom which is sort of like a aztec style you know kingdom um, there's the, uh, I'm going to forget all the rest of the names and I don't really care. Um, Yay. there's vampires that are basically <gasps> like Spanish conquistadors. So like real Spanish conquistadors. Yeah. Cause they, um, but they suck the blood out of a native people. Yeah. Well, like the, I mean, the that's life. Part of, that's part of the metaphor. Metaphor. There's merfolk. Uh, merfolk. And there's pirates. Very water-based. So it. Oh, and there's dinosaurs. Importantly, ah, there's dinosaurs. How'd you? How was that with the one you forgot? 
Are you insane? But, that's the most dinosaurs. interesting one. So, okay, so so like that's the whole big thing about this. Is it like there's dinosaurs? Really? It's yes. Like, everyone's like, yeah, everything else is cool, but dinosaurs, right? You should have led um, with that. <laughs> anyway, this is a return to the plane of Ixalan. It it previously featured in um two sets um quite a few years ago now. Uh 2014, I wanna say. No, that's a fat lie. Um, 2017, 2014 was much earlier. Um, 2017, so five or six years ago um, now. And this is the first return to that setting. Um, and they the return was completely different to the way they did it the first time. So the first, the first time they went there, there was a lot of different dynamics in the story. Um, there were a lot of more characters called Planeswalkers. They've sort of removed a lot of that now because of the way that they've changed the balance of the game. Mm. But whereas the first game was about exploration and these like different uh, factions like warring with each other and discovering like the hidden city of Arazka, which was meant to be like El Dorado. Um, this one is Hollow Earth. <gasps> I freaking love the Hollow Earth. That's like one of my favorite stupid theories. So in this set, in Lost Caverns of Ixalan, um, the characters all have to travel inside the Lost Caverns of Ixalan oh um, into oh the Hollow Earth um, inside oh, and uh, discover the power of the internal sun, Chimil. The sun has a name? The sun has a name because it's also a god. Ah, uh, of course. My bad. And it's also in dormant. But basically, there's a whole bunch of really cool new cards. There's a whole bunch of um, dinosaurs. The vampires all turn into demons now. There's a whole bunch of cool stuff with how artifacts work um, and things about like transforming artifacts to make them more powerful, which is this new mechanic. And it's a really flavorful set. Um, they've got these like five gods, one for each color, and they're really tied in really well to the world. It's done. It's been done with um, a lot of uh, cultural consultancy with Latino Latina people, Very and cool. as a result, um, it has pretty good representation um, in the set as well, both in terms of like the way the story is designed and the world is designed but also things like the names aren't all like white names or fantasy names they're actually inspired by latin american myth and the like that culture and have spanish influence and it's a really interesting set it has a lot of new fun mechanics i had a lot of fun playing it i didn't uh, do as well as i did in the last pre-release i talked about but um i still had a lot of fun playing it um I got to play a card that um, lets you reveal cards off the top of your library and play them for free. And that's hey, always fun. That is great. Um, so I had a really fun time. And honestly, I reckon they've rejected a whole bunch of mechanics so they're easier to use in terms of like some old legacy mechanics that they've rebranded that are fun mechanics that are more usable now. And I reckon this is honestly a really good starting point. This and the last set, a really good starting point for new players, both because there's it's this new arc of the story, but also it's a really fun theme. The mechanics are really fun. Uh, dinosaurs are cool. Dinosaurs are cool. I don't know. Do I have to say anything else other than that? Just keep saying dinosaurs are cool. Dinosaurs are cool. Dinosaurs are cool. Uh, yeah, I can show you pictures. Here's a <gasps> picture. 
excellent for audio. Is, oh, you know what we could use? You know what, Max? You know what we could do? We could utilize the visual media that is Instagram to show pictures of the cars that you Whoa, want that's on so, our that's, Instagram. That's, that's like the first good social media thought that we had. I don't, I'm going to have to take it out of the sleeve, but this is, yeah, a, really card, this is a card called Oje Caslem, which is... Like oh, bless you. A, a prob- no, it's like a Spanish okay, style name, a, but no, it's like a god that is like inspired by nature. And so I'm going to get like, close to the screen so I can see. It's like monarch butterflies and snakes, and it's cool. Is and that then, a snake? It is a snake, yeah. Is that a lion? Um, or an elephant in the middle next to the snake? No, it's like, so it's like grandmother, and then there's oh. like all these monarch butterflies. Oh, it's a butterfly, and then a yeah. snake. And then when the, car- when the car dies, instead of going to the graveyard, it yep. turns into a part of the land. Oh, that's cool, pretty cool. Like and flavorful, and then can can you tap you, it? You can tap it for mana. Yes. Um, and then if you feel certain mechanics, you can turn it back into the creature. How um how often is tapping land considered like called tap that? They say tap that, like you know, like tap that ass, tap that land. You know what I'm saying? Um, how often does that happen? I don't think anyone. I don't. I don't think I've really heard anyone say in like that aggressive of a manner. I think tap you probably that. get like some strange looks. Uh, people are just not fulfilling the uh, comedic uh, potential there. No, I mean, like, there's all the memes and stuff, but, like, you're too busy, like, being sweaty. I am sweaty. It's true. I don't have to go to Magic the Gathering to be sweaty. <laughs> it was I'm really sweat. warm that day, too, and we were all stuck inside this small room, and it was Well, it was like, cause game room, Yeah, game shops are pretty small and clumped mm. as is and and also the, the often they're in buildings that aren't really that got a good breeze and so they have to rely so, on air con and air con so can do so much so imagine it's also a 30 degree day and there's and it's also a hot day yeah i can imagine it's sweaty but no i had a lot of fun and uh Excellent. i would recommend it i think it's cool and fun and i will i am intending to play more of it Fantastic. I have more dragons, not dragons, dinosaurs. I can't believe you've done this to me. You know what the problem with Magic the Gathering is? There's too much and it's expensive. No, it's a card game. If it was a different type of media, I'd be really interested in it. You know they have like books, right? Like book books? Like book books. I'm too busy reading Wheel of Time. And like again. graphic novels as well. Mm, graphic novels are expensive. So and then books. also they have like web stuff. Web stuff. Like web. I web, love web. Web novels. Web you know, story. You know I platinum Spider-Man 1 and 2 on the PlayStation well, 4 and PlayStation 5. But you didn't platinum play Spider-Man 1 on the PlayStation 5. I platinum, actually, I platinum, placed, I didn't platinum Spider-Man 1 on PlayStation 4. I actually platinum well, Spider-Man Remastered on PlayStation 5. Well, now you can't really call yourself a completion if you haven't platinum played it. It's Spider-Man. the same game. <laughs> It's the same game, damn it. I also didn't platinum Miles because I played it too close to platinum Spider-Man 1 and I just, it was the same game again. So I was like, I couldn't be bothered. I also didn't platinum the uh, DLC for Spider-Man 1 either. Because once again, same problem. It was just the same game again and I didn't want to. But yeah, I this has been Max and Mitch's light show, also known as their mini media. Uh, 
how long I'm going to be able to keep up the bit of this varying to fit our theme is up to interpretation. Some would say I haven't kept up the bit from day one. So there you go. Oh, I don't have my notes up. Hold on. Um, <laughs> Models the Marvels, directed by Nia DaCosta and released in 2023. It stars Brie Larson. I blanked on reading. Tyrone Paris. Iman Vellani. Oh, I looked this up. I looked this up because I knew it was going to get stuck and I forgot. Z- Zowie. Z- I think it's Zowie. Zowie Ashton. And Samuel L. Jackson. I believe it's Zowie because it's like it's pronounced wow, but without a Z. So it's Zow. And then the E is pronounced E. It's Zowie Ashton. I'm going to believe you because I don't know. Okay. And Samuel L. Jackson. Max, what is Marvel's The Marvels about? Uh, Marvel's The Marvels <laughs> is about the Marvels. A group of Marvel's Marvels. Being the Marvelous Marvels. Marvels. Um, There's the Marvelous Miss Marvel. There's Marvelous Miss Marvel, the, the miraculous, uh, marvelous Captain, Captain Marvel, and then the other character that doesn't get a character name. She doesn't get one, right? So I no. wasn't an idiot because I think we. No. Talk, I don't know if it was just you and me when we were talking or another on this podcast, but I mentioned that I didn't know what the uh, uh, Captain. What's her name? What's her actual name? Um, Captain. In the comics. Rambo. Captain Rambo. Rambo. Um, I couldn't remember what her code name was, but she doesn't have one. I, that's not, a thing not in the, in the MC, Not in the MCU. Not in the MCU. Um, what's, she, what's her name so in the comics? Her name in the comics, I, I actually want to get to this, but I'll do okay. a, a quick little synopsis first. So um, the the uh, uh, three Marvel characters, Captain Marvel, played by Brie Larson, or sorry, I should, Captain Marvel, a.k.a. Carol Danvers, played by Brie Larson. Brain uh, Monica, Captain Monica Rambeau, played by... Tyona Paris. Tyona Paris. And Ms. Marvel... AKA Kamala um, Khan. I, Kamala, Kamala Khan. Thank you. Yep. That I slipped my brain for half a second. Played by Iman Vellani. There you um, go. Get entangled because of their light-based powers. Yeah. For this week. Yeah. Um, and they. <laughs> That's the theme. They um basically have to work out how to work together, and then go up against the Dar Ben. Played by Zoe Ashton. Anyone who has a name with just Daw at the start is immediately uncool, I think. Um, like Daw. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You get me? You feel me? Is that alien racist? What, Am I what, xenophobic? What, 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 other, what other names have Daw at the start? Daw Man. The, the YouTuber who makes those really stupid videos about don't be mean to people because they may be the CEO you're trying to get a job from. <laughs> Have you not seen those? No. They're like insanely uh, coincidental and just crazy. And it's like, don't be mean to people because you don't know who they are, which is like a good, it's good. That's a good message. But just the way it's represented is really funny and stupid. So anyway, uh, I I think what we should do for this fantastic uh, 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 next inclusion of this humongous franchise is go through every single thing that the Marvel Cinematic Universe contains. Uh, we're going to go through every single one, baby. 
I I'm gonna list shares. I'm going. I, I'm going to list the one shots. I'm listing those things that are like three oh minutes boy. long, and you can only boy. find them on the DVD. Okay. I'm listing everything. Okay. We're gonna go through all of it, baby. This Every be, single this, one. This better be so fast. <laughs> and I, we're gonna give five five word reviews at maximum. Okay. But I just say yay or nay, basically. We're going to do every I'll, single one. Do, I, do the five I'm watching this out to reach the length of the music you put on, and we can start now. Lightning round. Iron Man. It's yeah, good. it's good. <laughs> the Incredible Hulk. It's bad. I mean, it's less good. <laughs> good. Weird casting of Edward Norton. Iron Man 2. Bad. I can't really remember it. <laughs> Lots of uh, studio interference. John Favreau made Chef explained it. <laughs> That's not too many words. Uh, Thor. I don't like Kenneth Branagh. That's my review. Better than I thought. Okay, stop. Watching. Stop, stop, stop. We, we, you don't have to count it, but just like... <laughs> Did you did you see rewatching was one or two words? Rewatching is one word. Okay, good. Because it looked like you put up two fingers for that. No, I, I put up one. Captain America: The First Avenger. Fun film. I like. I like it. Yeah, good. The Consultant. It's fine. I don't remember it. A funny they're thing in the, happened. They in the like diner. Sure. A funny thing happened on the way to Thor's hammer. I also don't fine. It. The Avengers. AKA Avengers Assemble if you're in the UK because you already had the Ray Fiennes film, The Avengers, which is based on a TV show called The Avengers. I think it's overrated. I haven't seen it in ages, but I recall thinking it was fine the last time I watched it. Item 47. Kind of interesting. Yeah, I don't remember it. Uh, Iron Man 3. Severely underrated. I agree. Agent Carter one shot on Iron Man 3 DVD. I liked it. Don't know it. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 1. This is the one season I watched. <laughs> no, it's like good it. though. It's, no, it's not. It's good though. <laughs> That's it. For the Dark World. Bad. Bad movie. Better on a rewatch. Mm, I'll, I'll, I'll believe you, but I also don't. All Hail the King. The one shot on Thor Dark World DVD. I, uh, it's the one yeah, where the Mandarin gets shot. But he doesn't because he comes back in Shang-Chi. Yeah, bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Don't like it. Boring. Boring-ass film. Yeah, I agree. I think Guardians, it's not as good as the first one. Guardians of the Galaxy, the best one. Really good when it came out. I think it's still really good. I still think it's probably... Five words. We'll, we'll, I know. We'll see, but I think this is probably the best movie that the MCU has. I reckon. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 2. Didn't watch it. I can't remember what happened in that season. That's a good answer. Agent Carter Season 1. Didn't watch it. No, that was fun. Okay, uh, apparently... Okay, Daredevil Season 1, it's good. Yes, the best one. The best the best one, even though it's technically not canon. Yeah, it's all in here, baby. It's all in here. Avengers Age of Ultron, severely disappointing. Bad. Like, on day of release, super disappointing. Ultron should have been a trash can like he was in the comics. Was he a trash can? Yeah, baby. I'll yeah, put that up on the Instagram post, too. I'll put the, I'll the photo of the, the Magic the Gathering card and... And and trash can ultra. <laughs> Ant Man, fun. It was fun. It would be better if Edgar Wright had done The Edgar Wright parts were the fun parts. <laughs> yeah. Agents of Shield season three. 
Okay, I'm just gonna pull up the Agents of Shield thing, thing, but I like Agents of Shield. I think it's fun. I've stopped watching after season one, so it's only you, baby. It's only you. <laughs> Dude, just keep going. I'll, 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 oh, okay, I'll okay. Just... Sorry. I th okay, okay. Agent Carter season two. No, sorry, uh, Jessica Jones season one. Excellent. It's good. It's fine. I, I didn't finish it. Agent Carter season two. No, it's gonna season one. Didn't watch it. Daredevil season two. Boring. Bad. Yeah, go boring. Captain America Civil War. Boring. Bad. Yeah, boring. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 4. I'm still trying to find out what happened in them. <laughs> I'm skipping through. Lake Luke Cage Season 1. Didn't watch it, but I heard that they killed off the main villain halfway through. Um, and that was bad. It's really good up until the end of Episode 3 when they kill off the main villain. Cottonmouth, right? That's his name? Yeah. Yeah, it's and Mahershala he's played by, um, Yeah. Good actor, Mahershala Ali. Just waste him. Why yeah. not? Doctor Strange. I like um, it's it was better on a rewatch. It's not brilliant, but it's, it's decent. Uh, Iron Fist season no, one. Note no, my comment, my running theme. Of uh, Luke Cage season one. Oh, that was kind of fine. Oh, I just said that. Sorry, I already said I went back. Sorry, Iron Fist season one. I, I Iron, fucked up. Wait, Iron Fist. Oh, Luke Cage. I, Luke Cage. I already, we already we were talking about Luke Cage. And then um, Iron Fist. No, Iron Fist season is boring. One. I've heard. <laughs> I didn't watch it. Guides of the Galaxy Volume Two. Depressing. <laughs> As it was, all hell. It's also good. good. It's good. It's good. It's depressing. Spider-Man Homecoming. Second like favorite movie in this, in, in MCU. Probably. The Defenders, season one. But you didn't give a, you didn't it's give a like Spider-Man, you didn't give a Spider-Man Homecoming review. Yeah, I, I, said, I, I like it. Oh, did I talk over you? Yeah. <laughs> like, as usual. Uh, Inhuman, season one. Why say season one? They only made one season. Um, oh. No, it's not good. <laughs> The best part is the cameo in Multiverse of Madness. Thor Ragnarok. Great. Brilliant. It's great. It's great. Excellent. It's the best we all know Thor. that. We know that. It's the, it's the best Thor movie by a long shot. The Punisher, season one. I watched half I, of this. I didn't, I didn't watch it. I'm I watched up half of it. my rewatch. And then I just oh, stopped rewatching. <laughs> you have such a long rewatch to go. <laughs> I know. I am very well aware. Uh, Punisher, season one. What I watched was good. I liked John Barenthal, but I didn't finish it. Runaways, season one. Haven't seen it. Me either. Agents of I just Shield. Wanna, I'm going to jump five. in and say yeah. that um, seasons one, two, and three of Agents of Shield are better than season four. I think season four was fine. Um, okay. But the last part of season four was good because, yeah. Okay. Uh, Agents of Shield season five? <laughs> um, I don't think I've seen it because I was watching them in order. Mm. Oh, true. You wouldn't have watched it at this point then because you're not up to it. Uh, Black Panther. Um, it's fine. <sighs> I've seen I, worse. I think I want to rewatch it. I think I, I liked it when I watched it. I recall us saying it was mid when we walked out. I can't remember, to be honest. It was a long time ago. Because I was with you, me, and the guy that we see a lot of movies with. Mm. Back then. He left us. R.I.P. Jessica Jones, season two. He's not dead. It... Okay. <laughs> he, went, he went north, beyond the wall. Oh, yeah. Um... I don't think I've seen it. Black Panther. No, just because you're in season two. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you gotta go faster. Avengers: Infinity War. It's good. It's a good movie. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's fine. It's, like, it's, it's decent. Cloak it's and fine. Dagger. Probably the best Avengers movie, it. right? I haven't seen Cloak and Dagger. It's like the best Avengers movie, though, right? Avengers: uh, Infinity War. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, Cloak and Dagger. I haven't seen. We haven't seen that. Uh, Luke Cage season two. You wouldn't have seen. I haven't it, seen it. I haven't seen it either. Ant Man and the Wasp. It's not uh, as good as the fine. first one. It's like, fine. It's fine possible 
Iron Fist Season 2. Haven't seen, seen it. That, yeah. Me either. Daredevil Season... Daredevil Season 3. Daredevil. Haven't Daredevil. seen Daredevil. it. Daredevil. Yeah, me either. Runaway Season 2. Haven't seen it. Yeah, me either. The Punisher Season 2. Haven't seen it. Well, me either. Captain Marvel. Um, I like... It's... I like it. It's like the most middle road Marvel movie in that it's I mean, not yeah. bad, but it's like not brilliant either. It's fine. Like it's it's decent. It's competent. Uh, Cloak and Dagger season two. Haven't seen it. Avengers Endgame. That was like, I don't know. It's too long. It's Take too it long. Or leave it. Take it or leave it. Yeah. Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. season six. Haven't seen it. Jessica Jones season three. Haven't seen it. I did not know they made three seasons of that. They did. Spider-Man Far From Home. I think it gets too much shit. Far From Home was the one. Oh, Mis- with Mysterio. Mysterio. I liked it. I thought it was good. I liked it. And then all I heard was like, oh, Jake Gyllenhaal's an asshole. I'm like, yeah, but he plays an asshole, so I don't care. No, they admitted that in real life when he dated Taylor Swift. No, I know. But like, also, I kind of wish Mysterio was cooler, though. He is cool. Yeah, whatever. Runaway Season 3. I haven't seen it. Maybe either. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 7. I haven't seen it. seven seasons of this? Yeah, and then they cancelled it because you got, like, way too, like, different timeline shit. Fan... Because, like, season 6 and 7, I don't think actually canonical at all. I thought it was earlier than that it stopped being canonical, but alright. Uh, what the fuck is Hellstrom? Oh, it's, like, another thing. Never heard of it in my life. WandaVision. I like it. I liked WandaVision. It was really good to watch when it came out. That's what I watched it too. Yeah, it wasn't good. I didn't like the last episode though. I thought the finale was bad, but the rest of it was really good. Yeah. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, boring. It has really one boring. good scene. Which one's the good? Which what's the good scene? When he like kills the guy with his shield. That is a good scene. I will admit that. But the rest of that show sucks. Uh, Loki, the best Marvel show. Right? Uh, it it like dips in and out. I, I like it a lot, but I feel, right. I feel like it dips in. Owen Wilson's great. Owen Wilson is great, and what's his name does plays good, well against him. Uh, Tom Hiddleston. Mm. Tom Hiddleston, yeah. Black Widow, insane release date. To put yeah, it there. that was Ins- really strange. Stupid. I liked it. It was just the wrong spot. It also looks shit. It's like when the VFX really starts to get bad. In yeah, yeah. I think this is when we start to see it. Uh, what if season one? They didn't put season I... one, yet, but it is season one. That's a, like that's really hit and miss for me. There's some episodes that are great. Some episodes are like. <sighs> I don't like it that much. Most of it was Miss. I don't think I watched the final one, which is the one where they make like a alternate Avengers. The, fi- the final one's the best one. Is it really? Which, yeah. Oh, I didn't watch it. I liked when Thanos got split in half by Ultron, though. That was funny. Yeah. Uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, the it's- best one they've made since Infinity War. Like, that's I the reckon, best. I reckon it's like easily one of my top two. Yeah, I think it's I'd- one of the most, the most fun Marvel films. It's really good. I think a lot of before Infinity War, like but the uh, multi um, in, uh, Gauntlet Saga, whatever you want to call it, Infinity Saga. Infinity Saga. Yeah. A lot of Infinity Saga. I think some of some of that highs beat Shang Chi, but Shang Chi's really good. And it's it's I, so it's, fun, and the cast is great. It's the peak of the multiverse saga at this point in time. It's really funny and yeah. just heartfelt and good. It's the final act for me. The final act does it. For, I just don't like the final act. Um, Eternals, bad. So bad long. and boring. Bad and boring and long. But looks pretty because they got a really good pretty. cinematographer in. Is anyone <laughs> gonna talk director. about is anyone gonna talk about the the guy sticking out of there? Yeah, when will they talk about that? <laughs> they didn't talk about it in this movie. That's why we should rate the movies from that one. Who, who talked about it? Um Hawkeye. It's fine. I like Hawkeye. I like the part when he's at the Ren Fair, not the Ren Fair, the LARP, LARPing stuff. Yeah. That was fun. I I have a sweet spot for Hawkeye because I really like comic games. 
missed on. That comic was really good. I've read that as well. I think just read the comic. It's way better. Read the comic. Read the comic. If you it also has Kate Bishop, by the way. Like, you'll get Kate Bishop again. Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah, in the comic. She's in I'm the thinking of a different comic. I'm thinking of an Echo comic. I'm thinking of a Daredevil comic. No, I'm thinking of um, my weapon. My body's a weapon. Yeah, I mean, it's based on two comics, but it's, I'm, but thinking, the, I'm of, thinking of the Hawkeye comic that's based I'm, on, not the I'm Daredevil comic it's based on. the Daredevil on. comic it's based on, which is excellent, and you should go read. Well, the Hawkeye is also good. Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Bad. I had a lot of fun with this, but I watched a midnight release, so... I watched it pretty decent release. Not midnight, but pretty early. I think my grandpa died that day. Um... I spent the whole movie just waiting for Toby and Andrew, and then once they arrived, the movie got ten times better. Yeah. And then before that, it's really boring and long. And I rewatched it recently, and I stand by that. And I, I there think are parts it would suck on a rewatch. But it sucks on a rewatch. I had a lot of fun. It sucks on a rewatch, especially if you're not. It's, I think it would have sucked if you didn't watch it in a packed theater either, because there are really long pauses when they reveal stuff so that you can clap and then not interrupt what's going on. Andrew Garfield stands there for like three seconds and does not see nothing. <laughs> uh, Moon Knight. Start of it's I good, end of it's bad. I liked it. I liked when it got surreal. Uh, I disagree with you. I think the ending is actually, the end is quite good. I fell asleep and all I can remember is uh, Kaiju punching each other. Oh, then that bit was, But the like yeah. surreal like hospital stuff, that was cool. Oh, that, okay, that's when the struggle good again, and then it got bad again. Anyway, uh, Doctor Strange in the, in the Multiverse of Madness. I didn't like it. I, I there some good set pieces. There were some good set pieces, but I just like... Uh, I don't watch this movie as an MCMU movie. I watch it as a Sam Raimi movie, and it's fun. <laughs> it's a he, Sam Raimi movie. He, uh, he took all the cameos everyone wanted and murdered them horribly. I think that's hilarious. Watching everyone freak the fuck out in a cinema when that happened was the highlight of my life, I reckon. Or at least 2022. Uh, Miss Marvel. I haven't seen I think it. We'll, I think we'll actually... You haven't seen it? I haven't seen Miss Marvel. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> no. We'll talk about this. I, I am sure. Thor, Love and Thunder. I can't believe you haven't seen this Marvel. I have seen Thor, Love and Thunder. So have I. Christian Bale gives so much in this film. He gives so much puss. That's the, I'm going to cut that out. Um, he um, gives you know, so I'm much. I'm going to cut all of these down to like one line each, and I'm, if that's going to be the line, right? Like, sure. Beca because, because, I'm gonna, because we talk about so much of it for so long, I'm going to cut down each one to one line each, and, and mm. that is going to be the line. But Christian Bale gives so much puss. He's in the wrong movie. He was in a better movie than the rest of this movie was. Uh, I Am Groot season one. Didn't see it. I haven't seen it. Uh, She-Hulk Attorney at Law. It's fun. It's fine. I like it. I haven't seen it. I want I want to watch... I just want to watch... Um, I, just, I just want to watch the other one. What? Oh, Daredevil. I just right, sorry. <laughs> don't you want to watch... Um, don't you want to watch a twerk with Megan the Stallion? No, I just want to watch... Sure. Uh, Werewolf by Night. Didn't watch it. I haven't seen it. I've heard it's good. Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Uh, I haven't seen it. Extraordinarily. Um, it makes me very uncomfortable because it. I feel like they're trying to capitalize off of Chadwick Boseman's death. And that makes me unhappy, especially since he stated he wanted the character to be recast. And if it was any. And they, they're recasting other people who are white actors and they're kind of like itemized 
the one main black character they had, like they kind of made him this symbol instead of making him a character, and that makes me uncomfortable. Other people explain it better than I'm going to be able to, but like I agree with them in the way they described it. Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special, Kevin Bacon. I haven't seen. Kevin Bacon, Ant Man and the White. So is this going to be the part where I've just seen it and you haven't? Great. Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania sucks ass. I haven't seen it. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. I haven't seen it. You got to be fucking kidding me. It's good. It's probably the second best movie in the multiverse saga behind uh, Chang Chi. I am Groot season two. Oh no, sorry, Secret Invasion. I haven't seen it. I'll talk about it in this. Uh, I am Groot. Seen it? I have seen it. I watched you, these. You did go and watch it. I you because we say we needed to. Yeah, I ran out of time. And I and I put in the message saying, "Can I watch a video?" Into the group chat, I said, "Can I watch a video instead of watching them instead?" And you know how you two responded? You didn't. You left me yeah. on red. <laughs> <laughs> I am Groot season two. Haven't, haven't seen, seen it. it. Loki season two. I've seen the first two episodes. It sounds. It looks good, and I've heard that it gets better. I Marvels. We're going to talk about that We're right talk now. About Marvels. Right now. This is all going to be way shorter, like, in the actual episode, and not sure. go 45 minutes. I didn't go for 45 minutes. It went for quite a while. Lightning round. Make sure to put Spanish Flea under it. Max, um, I can't believe you didn't watch Miss Marvel and Secret Invasion, and I did. I ran out of time. I was really I, busy. You told me I had to. I and never so I said did. you had to. I just you said you, we no, probably you did. should. You said we had to, and I did. And you want to know the funny the thing is? Show me the receipts. I don't have to show you the receipts. You know what? That's the thing, Max. That's No, I think I we can need the receipts whatever so I can put them I on want. the Instagram. I think we said it in person. I don't think we said that part of receipts. I can send the the thing you guys not responding to me. I can show you that. <laughs> um, I like this movie. Yep. You didn't. No, I did, but that's about the reaction I gave it. That's that's about it. Like, I liked it. Um, I it thought it was, was going to be way worse. I thought it was going to be way worse from what people had described it as. Uh, mm. But it's basically up there with the Marvel movies that are just fun. And you know what? If a Marvel movie is fun, then that's good enough for me. So, yeah. funny story. Sure. Um, I took my mum who has not seen a Marvel movie to see this film. That's an insane thing to do. Pardon me. So, so um, there was a little bit where I had to go like, this is the, I, before we walked in, I was like, these are the characters that are going to be in it. And this sure. is why they're related. Sure. Um, which I didn't really need to do because the movie does a decent enough job at like explaining who they are. It knows moms who haven't seen a Marvel movie are going to go in and see this. <laughs> Except for Monica Rambo. They played off as a joke. Yeah. Um, Division kind of got sidelined. You ever notice that? Like with um, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness and this. Yeah. Like, it's it's kind of like they refuse to really properly acknowledge it. It's so it's strange because it's good. It's like, like the it. second best show they have. And they're doing Loki. like the like sequel spin-off-y thing. Are they? What is what sequel? Yeah, the Agatha's... Oh, Agatha's House of Madness or whatever. Yeah, that one. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, whatever. I don't care about that one. But I took my mum and I thought she was not going to understand it at all because A, had not watched Ms. Marvel. B, had not watched Secret Invasion. So I didn't know what was happening with Nick Fury. Oh, and to I be knew fair, that he to was be fair, in this film. to be fair, Secret Invasion, 
is basically just ignored in this movie. Like everything, like Ben Mendelsohn dies in Secret Invasion, and I don't give a shit about spoiling that for you either. Ben Mendelsohn dies in Secret Invasion. They don't mention it once in this, which is so sad because Ben Mendelsohn was like, glory. I love him so much. There's like all this stuff, which is sort of in reference to, like they talk about Saber a little bit, and that's sort of referenced in some things. Like WandaVision references Sword, and then that's never brought up again. Yeah. Um, and then this sort of it's sort of implied that this is what sword is now. No, but I don't then, think so. Sword's still yeah, because they're like, Earth. oh, we were doing like ground operations, and now we're doing space. Did they say that? Yeah, it's like I a thought, throwaway line. It's a throwaway I line. I thought what Monica Rambo was saying because she was I in sword. She, yeah, she was no. I thought what she said was that we stopped doing space and now we're doing ground missions, and but now she's in saber. That's what she yeah, said. Because then now they're doing space again. But I don't think that. I think Saber and Sword are two different entities. Anyway, <laughs> so I think beyond all of that, beyond what we've just been talking about, I think this is actually not terrible in terms of needing to understand the continuity of the ongoing workings of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, it's insane that a movie that is basically derivative of three completely different uh, TV shows, two different TV shows and a movie, uh, kind of actually just works on its own. Mm. Like the three main characters are, come from three different places, but you actually don't really need to have seen. I didn't even need to really have seen Miss Marvel. Like I could have figured. I I mean I think I actually appreciate having seen Miss Marvel and getting to know her character and her family better. Mm. But One Division didn't really help me with Monica that much. Beyond I would have been kind of confused on the hex witch throwaway line thing. And then I think the only movie you need to watch is Captain Marvel because that's basically what this comes off of. And Captain yeah. Marvel explains everything you need to know about scrolls and and the Kree and but even that, Captain Marvel. Like, the movie does enough of a job showing the dynamic between the scrolls and the Kree mm. that it's not sort of like I went to my, I leaned over a couple of times and I went the blue people are the Kree and the green people are the scrolls. Not even that blue. They like skin color. Some of them, of them are blue and some of them aren't blue. Do you reckon the guy who played Ronan the Accused is pissed off that he had to wear blue makeup and now Kree people can just be like, not blue? I don't know. Maybe. Like, Jude Law wasn't blue. No, there were. Did know. you remember Jude Law was in the MCU? When was. When? He's the bad guy in Captain Marvel. He's the main Kree. Oh, yeah, no, he is too. And they do like cut back scenes to that movie. He's like in it for like one second because she obliterates him, which is so sad. Stop killing your villains, Marvel. Stop giving good characters, good actors your villains and then killing them. It means we don't get to see them again. I also can't believe they killed off the Supreme Intelligence like straight away. Uh, Straight away? I think you mean (laughs) pre-movie. Well, it's like in between the two movies, right? Yeah, before this. at the end of Captain Marvel, she kind of just goes like, I'm going to solve space politics. Space and then, crime. And then um, then this movie happens and she's like, I feel guilty for solving space politics. And you're like, huh, why? And she's like, I killed the supreme intelligence. And you're like, huh. And she did I was like, like 30 I- years ago, by the way. So she's just been kind of moping about it for ages. Yeah. Um, and like, I was like, oh, it. cool. The supreme intelligence. We get like one shot of what the supreme intelligence looks like. But it's mm. kind of like robot-y and not like gross and slimy like it is in the comics. And I, I like I like gross slimy supreme intelligence, but that's personal. <laughs> gross um, slimy supreme intelligence um superiority supremacy. Sup- uh, su- superiority <laughs> supremacy. Supreme supremacy. Um, supremacy. But no, I agree. Um, coming back to what we were talking about before, I think it's 
actually reasonably easy to enter as a standalone yes. film, yes. regardless of the fact that it has so much that does surround like what is talking about in terms of existing characters like Captain Marvel and Ms. Marvel um, and Monica Rambeau and the Kree and the Skull and uh, Nick Fury and Saber that may or may not be related to Sword, which may or may not be related to Shield and the sort of dynamics of that. There's a lot of Shield's that that dead. just doesn't need a. Shield's you don't dead. need to know about. Shield's which, dead though. I just want to point that out. Shield's yeah, dead. Yeah, no, but like, it's sort of like all builds out of each other, right? Sure. But um, Shield died from Captain America, the Winter Soldier. I mean. Because they're all Hydra. But it, but it depends on whether you count the seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But that, that, isn't that the same thing there? Because they had to like backpedal and be like, oh, well, shit. No, because then old. there was, then they restarted it. And then it was oh, really? over again. Yeah. Oh, but it wasn't. But then they given like Feige, did, given Feige and the guy who ran uh, the TV shows hated each other, so they just kept trying to fuck each other. Over, yeah, which, I know. Which is really funny. Um, but what I'm trying to say is, I think it's it's reasonably easy to enter at the entry level, despite the um sort of background that you think needs to be re- that you yeah. think is required for a movie like this. And yeah. it is just a fun film. I I think it is. There's a lot which like if you went in and you were really nitpicky and you can go like this is stupid and this doesn't make sense. And like this character interaction doesn't line up with this one properly, but I don't care because I got to watch a bunch of cats run around the spaceship, eating people to, to the, to, um, uh, the song from cats. Oh, is that Um, what the song's from? Yeah. The only uh, the only exposure I've had to the musical Cats is the 2019 film, which I'm so sorry for you. Which may or may not have deleted many of my neurons and may explain my personality defects to this day. I the Cats musical look it's doesn't make any sense. Uh, the songs are good. Jolly cool cat. That's 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 actually I take that back. The other um, exposure I have is Princess Caroline's um, ringtone in Bojack Horseman. Which I only know because jellicle is like an insane word, and I know it's from that one. The the cats. It's from the cats. From the cats. She's a cat. Yep. Um, Anyway, what what? What are you, what are your thoughts on this on this movie? It's really fun. Um, in Miss Marvel, I got kind of annoyed with uh, the titular Miss Marvel. Not so much because she herself is really annoying, but just because you get a lot of her a lot. There's no there's no dilution, and I've used that word too many times this this episode. I know, but it's it's working each time, so we're going okay. But she's too she's too. It's like drinking cordial straight. Because there's no straight man in Miss Marvel, um, because I mean there is a straight man. You know what I mean? The the the, the comedic concept of the straight man isn't there's no one in Miss Marvel because she's the main character and it focuses on her, which is as it should be. But and, in this movie, and, you got the two people. Sorry. Yep. Yeah. No, I was just gonna say that's very much like the comic. I don't know if you've read the Kamal Khan. Run. I haven't. I I don't um, read comics that much, honestly. So so I I don't know. I find a lot of this interesting because of the way all the different comic lines interplay with each other i haven't read all of it and i'm not going to pretend like i have sure um, but i have read a bit of the kamala khan miss marvel um it's really fun it it has a lot of energy to it and i think mm. 
for me that was really captured quite well by like the writing and and um style i'm looking at names give me two seconds iman Vellani's performance oh sure I, I think it really um like gives that character a lot of energy given that like the character sort of born out of this like idea of fandom and is a functionally a post mcu character um it was mm. created reasonably late after a couple of the movies had already come out and was sort of a reaction to the way people were engaging with film and comics and things and i think seeing that reflected again in this form is really good and i think they do a really good job with it that's um, pretty and, cool and again i think um that played off against especially like brie larson who plays quite a, a straight man character yeah in this is quite good and and gives that good dynamic and yeah it, it's not like you're taking it all in at once and it's um builds a really good dynamic between the three characters um and the way they interact with each other is interesting most of the time and i think there definitely are moments where i think you can i keep saying i think there definitely are moments where it feels strange and i don't know whether that's a like problem with like it's not lining up properly or whether there are a couple of interactions where they're on the ship and they're talking to each other and this very like i am very sorry about this thing which i feel like i do when i am trying to have a normal conversation and not lose my shit which is sort of like i found kind of funny because of that because yeah. it sort of also felt like that was what was going on about like I, I am going to step back from all of this and try and explain what's going on yeah i think for the most part it was a interesting cast of characters that worked well together and the playoff between them, it, it was quite good. Yeah. They do like in, in the way that you say they, they say some stuff weirdly. I basically, the way I saw it was that they'll kind of just speed running the drama a little bit because they get over a lot of stuff that would usually be left kind of to the second act finale, like shit's gone wrong section and they have to like really come together. They get, past the becoming a team thing really quickly which i think is a good idea i know a lot of the time i complain about drama going along too quickly and not being able to uh like revel in that that's a that's a common critique i have on a film i'm going to be a bit of a hypocrite here and say we've seen that 26 million times there in a marvel film and it's i'm so glad that instead of us having to watch another team come together we were able to watch that happen really quickly and then just watch this new team because we were just there for the team. We weren't there to watch them come together. We've seen the Avengers. We've seen multiple Avenger movies. Most of us have. The point is, it's good that they... And it's, it's, gotta be, it's a symptom of the fact that this is the shortest MCU movie there is. It's an mm. under two hours, which is... That's the first one. It's the first yeah. one's under two hours. It's 15 minutes under, which is so nice. It's so nice how short this movie is. It's, it's, it's almost at a point where I like you could concede some more time i've said that in the totally wrong way but like i know what you mean i, though. I feel like, like you could add in a couple of scenes like yeah i feel like i feel like there is stuff you could flesh out but the fact that is this is it is quite a tight film does really do it a lot of favors and it doesn't let you it, it always forces you to not linger too much and yeah that sort of i think gives across this very punchy dynamic style that works quite well with what the the material that they're working with i think there's sort of two approaches to adapting comic broadly broadly speaking mm. is you can either go really 
dynamic and punchy, or you can go slow and broody. And I think we've seen a lot of slow and broody, and we've seen it done well, and we've seen it done badly. Um, but we haven't had nearly as much fast, punchy, dynamic, and then stuff which is more, especially in Marvel films, um, explicitly in reference to this comic style. Um, yeah. One of my favorite little um, editing bits was there's a shot where they're all ta- they're all getting ready to fight the bad guy, Da 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 Ben, Da Ben, and the and the frame splits up into like three sort of sections, and yeah. there's like big black chunks in between, and it's like oh, it's like a comic book, and like even stuff like that is like it's been done before in other comic book movies. I don't remember it being done a whole heap in marvel films i think there's one of the spider-man films might have a little bit of it it's more like um when you get the comic book movies that are more comic books so you're comic looking at like Mickey? spider-verse you're looking at um scott pilgrim you're looking at the sam raimi spider-mans yeah that type of one when they're even, more openly taking stuff like, in um, the comic watchmen yeah um oh sorry yeah so like what, what i'm what, what what those all have in common though is they're all very much like happy to say we were a comic book first check yeah. this out this is us whereas the marvel movies have in a way kind of been embarrassed that they've come from comic books like they'll yeah. even laugh they'll laugh like there's, there's the famous one that really kind of irritates me in spider-man no way home where they're like where they're like what's your name and then dr octopus says i am otto octavius and then they're like <laughs> no really what's your name I'm sorry, what was your name again? Dr. Otto Octavius. <laughs> Wait, no, seriously, what's your actual name? It's like, shut up. You're a comic book movie. Just embrace it. You're, you're laughing and it does not mean we think you're cooler. And I, I think that's part of what this movie does really well. And it's it's aware of it because that's yeah. what Ms. You Marvel as awareness. a character is. Yeah, yeah you need awareness, well. but you can't. You need to be aware, but you need to also embrace it. You can't mm. pretend you're cooler than what your source material is because you're not. You're yeah, you're directly related to it. I I really think like that was for me a really important part of Kamala Khan as a character, both in the comics and in this movie, is that Kamala Khan's character is she's a really big fan of superheroes. She's a really big fan of comic books. She writes fan fiction. She absolutely idolizes Captain Marvel, which is a like. A, a genuine reflection on how people interact with um, comic books and comic movies, and but also celebrities, that, like the idolization of a person. Yeah, yeah. Um, but when the movie itself can go, this is a character. We're going to fully embrace this idea of this character. We're not going to pretend the character is anything else, and we're going to use the editing of the movie to reflect that as well. Yeah, I think is really good, and I think it really helps make it make the film dynamic and interesting as well as just not trying to come across as like that holier than thou sort of approach that we've seen a, a bit where yeah um, yeah you, you have that distancing from its source material yeah i want to also just quickly say that i really strongly believe that this is some of the coolest action we've seen in a comic book movie you know a live live action comic book movie because spider-man spider-verse is going to beat the ever-loving shit out of any movie any comic book movie that tries to do action for a long time but no it's just so cool it's um like i, I love the gimmick it is a gimmick and i'll say <laughs> i'll probably admit it's a gimmick but like i love the gimmick of them switching spots when they uh use their powers yeah it's just awesome and i think i do think the action peaks at the very start of the first time this happens 
when they're switching through three, the three of them are switching through three separate scenes of action. I think that's probably the best one there is. And someone's ringing my doorbell. I got to go check that. Sorry. Sorry. Give me a second. Sorry was apparently at my door. I don't I didn't know this was happening. Um what was I saying? Uh action, romance. <laughs> no romance. Um which is actually no, nice. Action. Just not having any romance, it's nice. But no, the action is really good and there's not much else to say. I think yeah, it's 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 the gimmick is fresh and it's interesting and once they fixed that, like they stopped being entangled, I was kind of like, "Oh, like I liked it and I wanted to see more." And we probably won't see more of that ever again because yeah. they've done it. And I don't expect them to leave the audience wanting more, definitely. But yeah. it was fun and enjoyable. And yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I think um, it's they sort of use this uh, this gimmick and they try and squeeze as much of it as they can. And you kind of have a feeling of like, oh, I could have seen a bit more of that. But hmm. like looking back on it, you kind of go, if they'd done more of it, you, it would have lost its charm and they really i think cut it off at a good point what i found really interesting was as i said i went to this um film with my mom and the first thing that she said coming out of it after um uh like we got in the car and stuff was the action is much much faster than what action used to be yeah and i think i don't know whether this is necessarily a criticism of the way that the industry is sort of moving towards action editing, hmm. but it is undeniable that this is the action sequences in this movie are really, really fast. Yes. Um, and as a result, they're really dynamic and interesting, um, but they are really, really fast. And that can to an extent be in a, make it more inaccessible um mm. to people who aren't necessarily prepared for that right um and like again i don't know how much of that is applicable given that this is a movie that is pretty much um aimed at people who have either watched most of the most or all of the marvel cinematic universe content already or particularly uh young women who are they're trying to engage with yeah um i do want to i do want to point out i'm gonna have a rebuttal to this but like yeah (laughs) sorry so just like yeah (laughs) and like i again like i i agree i like the action i thought it was fun Mm. and dynamic and they used the gimmick in an interesting way but i do know that it made it less accessible yeah can i i'm I'm gonna slip in unless you have another point to add i just want to the the last thing i'm gonna say last thing i'm gonna say is that said um one one comment that my mum did make that I thought was really interesting was she saw it as the almost as you a lot of what you do see is the aftermath of action, which is the way that comic books are drawn. If you draw when you when you draw action scenes in comic books, you never draw the bef- like you don't necessarily draw the before and after. It's often just the immediate after. Sure. And, the action in this film because of its pacing sort of allows for that which gives it an almost comic booky feel to the action which i I thought was an interesting comment um yeah 
uh, I was, cause I want to, I just want to kind of like, it's not exactly a rebuttal rebuttal. It's more of a, uh, this is the Marvel's, oh, sorry. The multiverse saga for all its faults has lent itself to better looking action than the infinity war saga. Uh, because infinity war saga was basically made pre and during the renaissance that john wick brought basically and since then everyone has decided that subpar shaky cam action is not acceptable and so the marvel guys have like we have to come up with the times and i think shang chi in of itself is basically the front runner of making good action in the marvel movies that's just basically a wushu uh martial arts film Mm. Um, masquerading as a superhero film, yeah. which is perfectly fine. Go for it. And it's great. Um, Eternals did some interesting stuff. I'm not going to, I don't remember it that well, but like I remember it being clear, at least in the action. But if you look at the action pre Shang-Chi, you're looking at mm. with the act, the action heavy hand to hand stuff came from the Captain America movies. And those are fucking horrible because they're the shaky cam. They're like, it's like watching the Jason Bourne movies, but when they, any shaky cam film is aping off of Jason Bourne, but didn't understand what Jason Bourne was trying to do. So that's the problem. But like, as I was saying, yeah. So I think the action actually has actually become more accessible because I think shaky cam is way less easy to understand what's going on. But I will admit that maybe as a general general rule, action itself is maybe a slightly inaccessible genre of film mm. simply because of its na- nature of having to be fast pace usually having to be fast paced yeah. to maintain its kineticism i i just think like one of the things that like i think and maybe you'll correct me on this but sure um the more you slow down action the more sluggy and the more like impactful it looks and part of the reason like so much of this is so fast is because they're trying they're not trying to make it look like every punch that captain marvel does will literally shatter all the bones in your body because it will they're making it look like you know like dynamic and interesting and they get up and they hit each other with like lasers yeah and lasers and and they do stuff like that and it's sort of this like dynamic back and forth and that isn't achievable really through a slower sluggier action style because it comes across as as um darker and violent which is why something like the some of the tv series like um daredevil um like yeah jessica jones well even uh logan which is like like the main the main uh film version we got of this yeah when yeah i agree um are much slower sluggier and more impactful and as a result more violent yeah um, and this is a film is not a violent film there's violence yeah. that occurs but it's not a violent film um it, i think it's very much the idea of um uh if we slow down you're gonna see actually the horrors of what these superheroes are doing yeah. to these alien people who are simply doing what they believe is the there, right thing there are so many murders committed and like <laughs> it's just not it's like oh I'm I'm so sorry that we left all of, all these people behind, but also like I literally committed like Genocide. twenty murders in one yeah like sweep of my hand. I, if you're happy for me to kind of like take off on that point and go to the next yeah. topic, Captain Marvel is way underpowered in this, right? 
Like she's not as powerful as she should be. I mean, and I get that she needs to be to make this work, but I needed some just one iota of a description as to why. Tell me, maybe that the entanglement has dampened all their powers, or maybe just her powers, or something, or something like that. So I, I think like maybe it got lost on the cutting room floor, but it sort of felt like they were going for the ba- the bangles were absorbing the energy, but they did again, I don't know whether I don't I don't know whether that was enough. It That's wasn't why I'm enough it's like, for me. I think it might have yeah. been left, left on the cutting room floor, whereas they were doing more with that. You know what I say? Aim for the leg then. Don't aim for the fucking bangle. It's such an... If, if the bangle is the only thing that's like stopping that, then just don't aim for the bangle. I just needed some... Because all three of them have a hard time fighting the main boss when the main boss's only power is, is what Kamala Khan already has, basically. Not even really. Yeah. She has a hammer that's really powerful. Yeah, Doctor but Strange also, like, was able Captain to. Marvel can like kickstart a song. Well, like that, that, that's the thing, right? Because Captain Doctor Strange was able to go one toe to toe with Thanos with like four things, and he's definitely not as powerful as Captain Marvel is. Captain Marvel is being stated as to be like basically the most powerful person in the whole MCU. Hmm. Some people will say Thor is, but I think Kevin Feige came out and said to Captain Marvel, honestly, she's she's higher tier. She's super high tier. Yeah. She should have been able to squash the main bad guy. I just need something to be like, oh, yeah. That's, the entanglement dampened the power. Some throwaway line, throw some, yeah. some throwaway line. Just give me something because otherwise, the whole the whole end act, I was just like, she could squish you. She did mm. squish you. That's actually the probably thing. The thing is like at the very end, she does actually end up squishing her, and then she's like, oh, I'm, I, you tricked me, haha. And then she does a tricky thing, but then also I was like, Captain Marvel could shoot you, yeah, like like pretty quick. She's pretty powerful, yeah. Captain Marvel blew up a whole big spaceship in one fell swoop in Endgame, and they kept her yeah. out of that movie because she was too powerful yeah. to an Infinity War. Actually, they kept her mm-hmm. out of both because mm-hmm. otherwise she'd fix the problem like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, in this one, one Kree manages to go toe to toe with not only her but two other very powerful superheroes. Who also, by the way, I just want to point out: Does Captain Marvel absorb light? Like they describe, because I don't think that's what yes. she does. I don't. Sort it, it doesn't. It doesn't look like what she does, at least, unless she's just continuously absorbing UV rays, absorbing I think, that sun. I think it's sort of like pseudo Superman powers. <sighs> but then, because there's like that line where where they're like, "My, we all have light powers. Carol can absorb light. I can see it, and you can turn it into." real physical matter and i was like two of those don't seem right one of those is correct like kamala's is definitely like correct and all that like that's exactly what she does but uh, the other two i was like "Mm, is it though (laughs) is that what your powers are i feel like at least monica rambo is severely underrating what her abilities are because she does a lot more than just see the light yeah get it see the light it's funny so so speaking of monica rambo yeah um obviously we have captain marvel we yeah. have ms marvel yeah. and monica rambo is not given a character name now i want you to guess from context clues because i know the answer it's i want the you to name guess. of her mom's when she's in the alternate universe no you're wrong fuck <laughs> get to that i will get to that um, spoiler alert i mean we I, want, bored, but. I want you to guess what your context clues captain monica rambo's superhero name is in the comics is it a captain 
No. Is she a Marvel? No. At why is she in the Marvels? At that moment. Why is she in the Why is she in the Marvels? I think at then? one point she is Captain Marvel, but that's silly. Like, that's not her name. Okay. Uh, what context clue should I be looking at exactly? So, throughout the film, one of the running gags is Kamala Khan keeps coming up with fake names for yes. um, Michael Rambo. Captain Rambo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a good bit. I actually liked it. The bit is inherently backed by the fact that Monica Rambeau has had a couple of different superhero names. Were they all of them? Not all of them, but a lot of them. Professor Marvel. Professor- Not Professor Marvel. Which one is it then? Which ones um, are they? <laughs> so Monica Rambeau has been Spectrum. Right. Uh, Monica Rambeau has also been, oh my God, now I'm going to- You should have had this ready. I should have had this name. Um, this na- the name I should have had this ready. <laughs> so she she was um, uh, Captain Marvel. She was uh Spectrum, not mm-hmm. yeah Spectrum, which was mm-hmm. dropped by Kamala Khan. She was uh Pulsar, which I believe was also dropped by Kamala Khan, and the one that wasn't, which was Photon, which is uh, ah. the one I believe she is at the moment. I actually knew that, but I completely forgot. Um, because you told me that's the only reason why you knew that. You told me. <laughs> And I think it's interesting that they sort of didn't go for it totally, but then like were like, "Hey, hey, comic book nerds, hey, here's, here's some fun ones. Here's some um, sneakers." Do we want to talk so, about the end? So let's talk, yeah, let's talk about the mid credit yeah. scene. Oh, so, was there an end credit scene? Because I didn't stick no, around. There was only that. there was only mid credit scene. So I, I looked it up beforehand. Yeah, I looked it up, and they it said it's only that one, and I believed it because I didn't want to stick around for the whole credits. Because believe it or not. Whether I like this movie, like whether I like a Captain Marvel, uh, a Cap- uh, movie, bah, bah. whether I like the Marvel movie or not, does not mean I want to stick around to the end of the credits. Yeah. I, I I just don't want to anymore. Um, so this is major spoilers, like extra extra spoilers. This is like an extra who, dash of spoilery worldery. Who who don't want to know about what's happening in the MCU without having seen it themselves watched it? But yeah, um, this is just your extra extra warning. So yeah. at the end of the film, Monica Rambeau. Um, who I really just want to call Photon. Um, go for it. <laughs> Photon ends up sealed in a, another dimension. And an alternative dimension. Fun? The alternative, an alternative dimension. dimension. Sorry, I, you said the thing. I was just being stupid. Yeah. Um, and for all intents and purposes, uh, she is dead. However, as we, we all she know, wasn't. we knew you don't she see wasn't. A body. You don't see a body, she's not dead. You draw um, someone in an alternative universe and trap them there, they're not dead. They're going to do alternative universe shenanigans. It's so simple. We knew that. <laughs> Also, yeah, the body, the body thing. The, the, body, rule. Body. the body, yeah. rule. body rule. The body rule, exactly. And even then. And pun? And even then, sometimes, doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, comic books have extra... My, this is very funny, because I, I said this to my I said this to my mom, and she said, oh, it's like the days of our lives. The fuck's so the days of our lives? Oh, right. And I'm like... Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, the superhero genre is... The it's evolution of the me- of the melodrama. It's yeah, it's, no, it is. It's all functionally the same genre, but we added in lasers. Um, Therefore, better. Like aliens and lasers. So you know, yes, exactly. Um, yes, but no. So um, photon or Monica Rambo gets stuck in this uh, alternate dimension, and everyone thinks she's dead. But you wait through around to the you wait around to the credits are half done, and she wakes up in a bed, and she's looking at her mother, but her oh mother's not her mother. It is, in fact... I don't remember the name. Is it Quasar? <laughs> it's a stupid name. 
It's a really stupid name. I want to point out that they actually don't they're think all, she's dead. They're, 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 they're very much like when oh, she gets like, back. Oh, they're like, oh, she's in a... She's in a they see, they know she's not dead as well. Universe. Like No one, I think, actually thinks she's dead in this movie. Um, but yeah. I want Carol Danvers. Um, Quasar. Binary. Ugh. Let's say she's not um, as bad as Quasar. So binary in the comics is... Carol Danvers' most powerful form. Um, she appears oh. as Ms. Marvel before um, they Captain made her Marvel? Captain. Uh, before they made her binary. Before they made her Warbird, where she is an alcoholic. And um, <laughs> I'm serious. She's an alcoholic. Um, in the in the late nineties. Um, I want to see and, that Captain Marvel. Brie Larson play that Captain Marvel. <laughs> um, and then as 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 Captain Marvel, um, twenty twelve onwards, pretty much. So her mother. Uh, appears um played by the same actress who plays her mother in the rest of the movie who i can't remember um she's actually a shows up actress as sure. binary and then you're like oh it's binary but you don't really because like no one no, no one really remembers yeah. and then we see so here something 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 we hear kelsey grammar something and then we <laughs> We hear Kelsey Grammer. I checked. I checked who it was. It is Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, <laughs> I'm listening. And then we see a blue uh, flash across the screen. Very, very, uh, very briefly. No. Um, and then we have a shot of Beast from X-Men. <gasps> Woo! Um, yeah, with, baby! With, That's with, what we've been um, waiting for. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, baby! That's what I've been waiting for. That's what it's all about. Woo! With with uh 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 um Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey Grammer reprising his role as as, as Beast, which is um, funny because it's like the second time he's played Beast. He only played him once in like yeah Lost Stand, which is the second worst. Actually, no, most of the new ones are bad, worse than that. But still, um, and then they're like, then they talk about Professor Xavier. Um, who, who we've already seen, we've seen, but he got blown up, so it doesn't matter. He got bloated up, he got bloated up by um, Wonder. Wonder. Um, yeah. it's the second time a redhead has blown up Patrick Stewart in a C- Captain uh, a Marvel, Marvel movie because he got blown up by um, Phoenix in um, mm. Last Stand. I made a letterbox list about it, it was funny, and then we get like, oh, it's the X Men, and then we get the theme to X2. Um, play. I want to. I'm going to spoil Miss Marvel real quick as well. Uh, at the end of Miss Marvel, they find out that she's a mutant. They they stated. Yeah, they, I do. Um, I didn't know that. Uh, and they played like they're they do like the little yeah the, the little thing as well. Which they keep they keep doing every single time they tease an X Men thing in, in yeah. this franchise. They did it um, every single time. But this is the first proper look at. An uh, actual known X Man who doesn't die immediately, and we <laughs> know that the next movie coming up, um, we talked about it briefly, was is Deadpool, Deadpool 3. three. It's either going to be late twenty twenty four, early twenty twenty five. Twenty twenty four for sure. They can't go a whole year without it, right? Like they couldn't. Um, well, it was the only film slated for twenty twenty four, and I think Kevin Kevin Feige's bargain with the devil will. Come back to bite him in the ass if he doesn't put. He has to put out one thing each year. Minimum. Oh, I guess Echo. No, Echo's this year, right? Echo this year. I don't remember. But um, Demi. 
obviously it's we spooky. have uh, Deadpool's relationship with the X-Men as shown in Deadpool 2 and the fact and that one. he's also a mutant and also and the one. fact that he is part of the Weapon X program. And he's in one. They're in one as and well. They're in one. But like really briefly, you see that knock on the door or something in one. He knocks on the door and he makes the joke about how he only sees them two, and then he does the same joke in number two, but the um the cast from the de- the young cast from like the Days of Future Past slash beyond that are also like there for like two seconds and they close the door to like hide from him. I just remembered something else, but I'll talk about this first. Um sure. so I'm very excited because I like the X-Men. I think they're cool. You like it a year, X-Men. And like two of the X-Men movies are good. Which two do you like? Um I like. Um, is a correct answer. There is a correct answer to this. First class. Good, good answer. That's the best one. I like far. first class the best. That is the best one. Days of Future Past is like good, but it's confusing. Yes. Um, but X two is also good. X two is that the one where he stops all the bullets? Uh, where um, Magneto stops all the bullets? No, I think that's X one. At the train station. At- no, it's also the, the like stadium. Maybe it's a train station. That happens a lot. Magneto just does cool. that a lot. I, I think Magneto is cool. Magneto is cool. Even but though no, X, like, they made X2 the one Jewish good. character like a villain, and then the other one had multiple personality disorder. Which one's the other one? Moon Knight. Do you mean, do you mean Legion? No, Moon Knight. Oh, doesn't, oh, Moon Knight. Oh. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, I think most... I'm not doing this joke. <laughs> okay all right last thing on this before before we move to scores but i yeah, want to yeah. quickly talk about the last scene in this movie and um the oh, no. cameo at the end of this at the end of this movie do you remember do you remember this we, op- we open in a dark room we see a dog and then a slice of pizza gets thrown. I'm not talking about Scooby-Doo. Oh, oh, um, right. Sorry. I completely, um, yeah, yeah. And we get Kate, Kate Bishop. We get Kate Bishop as as the new Hawkeye. And then um, Kamala Khan is there. And then she does the speech that, that uh, Fury did. Uh, Nick Fury does at the end of Iron Man. And, and it's like you're part of a like bigger universe. Though. Now. And it's, it's like, like stupid funny and though. Fun. And that's because it's a direct reference to what they have been building up to for a young really long Avengers, time now, the baby. Young Avengers. Um, yeah. So obviously we've got Kate Bishop. We've got, um, uh, as Hawkeye, we've got Kamala Khan's Ms. Marvel. We've had uh, teasers at um, Wanda's two kids who- um, They sort of don't exist. Well, they don't exist, but they do exist, right? They don't um, exist. Yeah, but they exist in a parallel universe. But they don't. Yeah, but they do. There's never. I mean, technically speaking, of course they do because they have to. But oh wait, they do. They do. That's like the whole. No, I forgot. I forgot. Multiverse of Madness. Madness. I'm not gonna lie. I only remember the Lumani getting beaten up scene in Multiverse of Madness, and that's and the music and the music note fight. The music note fight's cool. It's and the part actually and the part when it just becomes the really evil dead where one division one division Wanda starts like using eye stuff. There's a lot of eye shots in that movie because mm. he likes his eye shots. Man, that um, movie's cool. But How can you not like that movie? Anyway, they they teased at well not teased at. There's like reference to her kids, and then um there's like pretty much that's all the Young Avengers and and the Young Avengers um, baby. Then that's gonna be cool and fun. I think. Oh, um, and there was Kid Loki was... as well. Is Kid Loki really going to be part of it? Really? 
I think he was part of it in the comics. I don't know. I don't know the comics. Uh, there was someone else who I think as well was meant to be in it, and I've forgotten now. Is um Black Widow's sister meant to be in it? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, Florence Pugh? Florence Pugh. It makes sense if Florence Pugh was in it because she's probably the most charismatic out of all of them. Actually, Haley Steinfeld's oh, pretty and charismatic America too. Chavez as well. <laughs> America Chavez, that's right. Um, and we're getting um, Ironheart. The Ironheart show, which we've already, well, I mean, we've already seen her in Black Panther Wakanda Forever, unless you haven't seen Black Panther I, Wakanda I Forever, in which case yeah, you haven't Ki- seen it. And Kid Loki's in it. Is he? I yeah. didn't know that. I, I wasn't saying he wasn't. I just didn't say, I said I didn't know. And Patriot's in it. And then you got Prodigy and Speed. Who's Patriot? Um, Patriot is. We already um, had Patriot. We had Iron Patriot already. No, it's the um, the American, the, the, um, Oh, do you mean evil Captain America? Evil Captain America. You mean um um Kurt Russell's son, Wyatt yeah. Russell? Yeah. Who's now in the Monarch TV show with Kurt Russell because they play yeah. the same character at different points in time. Yeah. I'm so excited for that TV show. I've got an off topic. Uh, before we do and um, um Wiccan, yeah, Wiccan. Oh, he's the other one of um one of those kids anyway we're reaching we're reaching that point in the in, in like comic book law where i want to start shooting myself um i my my biggest problem i have with the mc this is my last point this is my last sure. point, i promise you i was gonna make a point but you go yeah, you can have a point after my point but this is my last point <laughs> you've already had so many points i'm this is my last <laughs> point fine go for it i only have one point two. go um, do it well you can give me another point no, you've. I would. I would retract a point if I could, but I can't. Do so I, have I to make like an inverted point sound? <laughs> Is that good? Um, what one of the things I'm finding most frustrating about the MCU? Tell me more. And I find this frustrating about comics. It's it's <sighs> it's that there is so much. Too much content. And yeah. There is so much content and mm. I do want to engage with it because mm. I do like a lot of it and I like the style of story it is and I like the characters and mm. like I like comics. I mm. I have read a lot of comics and I want to read more comics, but it's so much and it's so time consuming. And the MCU is becoming more and more like that where there's so much content being released and it's so hard to keep up with. And like and that's pretty evident in what we're talking about, like what we have and haven't seen out of that huge list. That we yeah, I thought I'd earlier. seen a lot more than I actually had. And that's because there's yeah. a bunch of TV shows that I didn't know existed, basically. Yeah, and then like there's the whole issues about what's canon and what's not and um, keeping up to date with that. And I think that's probably that and the idea of um superhero fatigue that goes along with that. Uh, are my two biggest like real issues with the with the franchise but like i like it and i have fun with it and i think that's what's important and i think if everyone there's you hear a lot of people like famous film people say the superhero movies aren't real movies and it's like (sighs) well i have fun with them so shush no no i think oh me shush or the 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 famous filmmakers the the filmmakers shush i think the the issue is fun. that I th- I think a lot of the times when the filmmakers say they don't like something like that is that they're not saying that they're bad. They're just saying that they don't appreciate how Disney themselves is conducting it oh, as a I, I, I agree. I think the like the whole like 
like structure of how they're made and the way that they treat their employees is garbage. But also the way that they dominate theaters and don't allow any other movie yeah. to basically play as it, well is like yeah, a big there's, issue. There's there's some there's some really big issues about like the way that the films are made and then released. But yeah. I think as a piece of content, it's fun. I agree. I agree. With, I agree exactly with that. I think I do think I think but I do think those filmmakers are more coming from a point of view that it's hard. And we're talking like people like Quentin Tarantino and Martin Scorsese, who Martin Scorsese didn't he he got a lot of flack. I think it's because he said his comment way too early as well. If he said like this time period, everyone would agree with him. Uh, he said it when like Greatest Infinity War was coming out though, and that was like the height of everyone loving the uh, Marvel Marvel. It's because he wanted everyone to go watch the the Irishman. And that wasn't really released in theater. That's Netflix's fault as well, though. That's not his, um, yeah, like Disney's fault. Not that Disney would have let them into the damn, theater. Damn, but damn. who would who would do a limited release in theaters and then pull it straight away to put it on streaming services, put it behind an extra paywall? I can't think of any company starting with the letter D that would do that. Encanto. <laughs> Did that even Black get a Winter? release? Black Widow was so boring, though. Like honestly, like it looked so shit as well. <laughs> nah, David, David Harbour's good. He's good in everything. We've talked, we've, we've, we've talked about David Harbour. We've, we've discussed David Harbour. And we I love will continue David to talk about David Harbour. Okay, that's fair. We can continue talking about David Harbour. That's okay. Right. We will. You, we, said, what, you, said, what, you said you have one more point. I do. I like Nick Fury. Samuel yeah. Jackson has clearly got to the point where they, he knows they won't fire him, so he's just kind of acting like Samuel Jackson does in a Quentin Tarantino film, but without the swearing. And yeah. I'm all, I'm really for that. Like a lot. So Secret Invasion got a lot of bad reviews when I didn't watch it the first time. Like I didn't watch it basically when it came out because I had no intention to. And then I watched it for this movie because I thought we had to. And I thought Max was going to do it as well. But uh, fuck me then, right? Uh, in that movie uh, show, sorry, you get Olivia Coleman and... Uh, uh Samuel Jackson just kind of being super charismatic. So I don't know how people hated that show because between Ben Mendelsohn, uh, Olivia Coleman, and Samuel Jackson, at least most of the scenes are actually fun. Whether they're good, different story, but it's fun. I don't know. And then yeah, he's just in this. I think my favorite line probably is the one where uh they're doing the set to start with the switching again. Then they're only just figuring it out. And then there's like the part where they keep switching when they're up in the sky and they keep like nearly killing Kamala Khan because she's the one that can't fly. And then uh, Carol lands right in front of like Nick Fury and the family's like, oh, it's just Carol. That's probably like my favorite line in the whole movie just because it's it is cut so quickly afterwards that just I don't know. I mean, that's probably just my broken sense of humor just being shit. Like I'll laugh at anything. That's not true. I won't laugh at anything. But no, I think I think they've done. They've they've um, made Nick Fury a good character and like adapted it so he's, he's just not fun super now. serious anymore no he's just good because we don't just, need more super serious characters we do not we just need samuel L. jackson getting that paycheck let him have his paycheck he's earned it i love him do you love him i think he's pretty good he's pretty good let's do uh ratings uh i think you ought to go first sure i gave uh the marvels Two characters named Marvel and one character that didn't get a name out of five. 
Uh, I give it three superpowers, two of which I don't believe work the way they are described in the movie. Three out of five. That sounds like a 3.5. That's just actually a three. <laughs> actually, it could be a five. Hey. Do we have fan mail this week? No. Okay, cool. Are we doing uh, the bit where we're going like, oh, we have no fan mail this week? Okay. Uh, fan mail. Um. Hey guys, fan mail section. Fan mail. I think we need to explain that there is no fan mail for that to work. No, because you go fan mail, and then we play the fan mail sound, and then we get there's no fan mail. Oh, there's no fan mail. Light and breezy, like the theme, baby, like the theme. Uh, this has been the Blockbusted Podcast. I've been Mitch. I've been Max. You can send... <coughs> <coughs> I'm so sorry. I don't know what's been wrong with me today. Did you uh, try you can, that again? You can send us questions, reviews, and more at hate mail <laughs> at blockbustedpotty at gmail.com. I just died, guys. It's me. This is me dead. I don't even know if this is picking up. Can ghosts record sound? Who knows? You guys see the the new Ghostbusters trailer? That looks shit house. Um, that's Potty spelled P O D D I E. You can also find us on the app formerly known as Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at the username BB Potty. This week we will actually post on Instagram this week. Yeah, TikTok and Twitter. We have ideas for content that we. I'll probably um, just repost the same thing on Twitter, TikTok. It's hard. We're still figuring out. We're figuring it out, TikTok. We're figuring out what we can do on TikTok. We will get there eventually. Uh, this week, uh, don't get get a get a get a laser pointer and play with a cat, but don't shine it in someone's eye. That's how you blind someone. That's. I never, I never played with my cat with laser pointers. That's silly. You should definitely do that. That's super fun. They get like real crazy with the go. Foot, 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 foot. It's pretty yeah. funny. I mean, I did it with like my toes under the blanket, and then the cat would just like bite my toes. It's the same idea, but you have technology. My toes are technology. It's gross. Oh, what a day! What a lovely day!